the man, the myth, the legend. This is legendary B Hobbs with the with the crew 153 Fantasy Football Podcast. This is week number 16. Um, championship week. Um, we had we get a championship winner. Week number 16 championship winner, and we also the final thoughts of the season. All right, I had a chance to catch up with some of the owners. So let's start with the QA session. The first um, owner I had a chance to catch up with too was Cool Hand Lock, which goes by Tony. The first question that I asked um, Cool Hand Lock was any proposed fantasy football rule changes? Feel free to explain why you propose rule change will be good for the league. And he said, propose to extend the regular season one week. This would account for the extended regular season and limit bye weeks during the playoffs. Tony, Cool hand luck. I like your suggestion. You're right on point. I think that the um, the regular season should be extended one more week. Then, thus that we don't have to worry about um, someone having um, to replace um, key players in, in round one, round one of the playoffs. All right. Next question I have for um, for Cool Hand Lock was, um, what were your takeaways for this season? And he stated, quarterbacks. Wide receivers and health wins championships. Um, I must agree that um, those are those are key ingredients to win to win to, to, to win championships, along with a few other things. All right, end the end of the season final thoughts for Cool Hand Lock. This is what he had to say. Thanks for having me be a part of the Crew 153 late this season. The competitive nature and the media sessions make make this league very fun and enjoyable. What a way for the season to end. Coming down to the final game of the week and the two top tens battling out head to head. Looking forward to next year. All right. That's what Cool Hand Lock had to say. All right. The next owner that I had the chance to catch up with um, was um, the owner um, Murphy's Law, which is Mike. And the first question that I, I had for, um, for Mike was um, same as Tony. Any proposed fantasy football rule changes? Feel free to explain why would you propose. Rule change will be good for the league. And he says, um, guys should be required to fill their roster each week because seeding and playoff pitcher hinge on participation. We will have to find a proper consequence. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we can we can we can definitely can can look into that um as a possible um rule change um in the future that teams must always fill the roster and with a proper consequence. All right, let's go to the um to the next owner that I had the chance to catch up to was um, Watch Out Wagnall, um, which goes by um, Jason. And the first question that I had for um, Watch Out Wagnall, which I affectionately call him um, Wake Up, Woke Up Wagnall, because he definitely um, woke up this season and he wind up um, having a phenomenal year and Watch out, Wagner um, won the championship of Legendary B-Hobbs, 136 to 119.5. And we will um, get to the analysis of that um, uh, matchup shortly. All right, the first question I had for Jason was, was um, you beat Legendary B-Hobbs in the Crew 153 Fantasy Football Championship game. What prepared you to victory? And that's what he had to say. Picking up both Jeremy Kenny and the Charlie defense were major moves to help me get points and errors when we were weak. Jefferson, Mahomes, obviously did their thing. Hawkinson was probably my MVP for this week's matchup. All right. And that's what he had to say. All right. So, um, and he also said thank you for the question. All right. So, um, 
I must agree. Yes, that Jerry McKinnon pickup was, was huge. You got him off the wire, and he was a plug-and-play. And the Charter defense, um, you got him off the wire, and he was a plug-and-play. So that was that was two um, critical um, pickups that you had late um, to add to your um, – Jefferson, Mahomes, and, and, and Hawkinson, and the guys that you that you drafted. All right, the next question that I have for um for um watch out Wagner was, how does it feel to be the 2022 Crew 153 Fantasy Football Champion? This is what he had to say. It feels great. Obviously, we have been waiting for this moment for the past seven years, and to now finally be at the top proves that we are a threat in the, in the league for years to come. And he also had this. And he also said, "Thank you for the question." All right, the next question that I have for um for Watch Out Wagner, which um was question number three, is there any special feelings of gratitude being led J.B. Hobbs? Please explain your answer. And it's what he had to say. We knew going up against J.B. Hobbs was going to be a tough matchup. Not only has he won this league before, but he has made the playoffs six of the past seven years, and he has and he has six top three finishes. He's arguably the best owner on paper. These stats alone will give anyone feelings of gratitude bit for beating Legendary B House. But what, what gave Watch Out Wagner his biggest motivation all season long was Legendary B House placed Watch Out Wagner in tier three rankings after the draft. On paper, Legendary B House felt that we had a team that wouldn't even make the playoffs, aka t- t- tier three. So if, if if I'm going to be truthfully honest, my feelings of gratitude for beating Legendary B House came from this prediction of his. And he, and he also said, Thank you for the question. All right, there it is. All right, next question I have for um for Watch Out Wagner, um, which was um any proposed fantasy football rule changes. Um, feel free to explain your answer for your for your proposed rule changes, and why would they be good um for the league? And this is what he said. He said he I, I have two. Bench points should somehow be, be able to come into play. Not sure how this will get scored, but allow others to draft more strategically and be more aggressive in the waiver wire. And then bench players. Um, I like the thought of bench players. Um, I like the thought, but I really don't like bench players necessarily um, factoring in to the scoring. And if that's the case, and then we're not. That's the case. We might just go ahead and just just start two flexes two flex players, and then have one of us bench players if we're going to do that. All right, the next um, proposed rule change that he had, being able to trade players for future draft picks allows each league owner to feel as if they are building a franchise versus getting random picks each year before the draft. All right, so Jason is kind of alluding to um, a dynasty league, which I think will be um, will be a great um, a great league to, um, to, to start, potentially a dynasty league where you can, um, you can keep players – um, from previous season, obviously you need um, you need competent people, very competent people to be in a dynasty league because it's really going to um, rear his head if a person's not competent. All right, so that was that's what he, that was his um, proposed um, rule changes, and the next question that I have for. Um, Next question I have for um for Jason was what allowed Watch Out Wagner to come out victorious over legendary B Hobbs? And this is what he had to say. All year long you have been labeling, labeling us Watch Out Wagner to woke up Wagner. Is it fair to say he oh 
Okay, let me let me backtrack. I didn't want to get to that yet. Okay, I didn't want to get to that yet. Okay, that wasn't that was not a question for Jason. That was a question for the for, for the for the mailbag. So let me go to um his end of the season um end of the season final thoughts. All right, here we go. This is um, Jason's um, end of the season final thoughts. This is what he had to say, and I'm going to read what he what he what he what he said verbatim, unless it's language that is not appropriate for me to say on the podcast, and I would just not use certain language, but I would just use the word explicit. If I use the word explicit, that means it was proper language. I I I just decided not to use. That's what he had to say. I first want to thank the entire Cheatham family, specifically the two individuals' owners, Jared and Reese, for their explicit piss-poor efforts in drafting garbage, explosive teams. Taking Travis Kelsey not only in the first round, but as a pick number seven, let players like Diggs open for me to take. Okay. To be league champion in this Crew 153 league, Watch out, Wagner. It starts with guys you draft. All right. Reese, in my opinion, your draft grade was a D minus. Do your explicit research and come better prepared next year. And you didn't even make the playoffs this year. All right. Let me stop right there. All right. So, Jason, um, in his end of the season final thoughts, took a heavy shot at Team Cheatham Jarrett. And also, um, and also Debo Stafford Cook. He basically just called them out. Um, he called them out. And he basically he called them out, and he and, and using a using a more um, what's the word? Um, a more respectful word, opposed to um, saying exactly what he says. He basically stated from summarizing that. Now, he basically stated that Reese and Jared are incompetent. He basically said that, and I, I read it again. He, now, you can tell me what he's, he, the, 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 you get you get that same vibe. I first want to thank the entire Cheatham family, specifically the two individual owners, Jared and Reese, for the explicit piss-poor efforts in drafting garbage, explicit teams, taking Travis Kelsey not only in the first round, but his pick number seven, left players like Diggs open for me to take. To be a league champion, this crew 153 league, watch out wide. It starts with guys you draft. Reese, in my opinion, your draft grade was a D minus. Do your explicit research and kind of better prepare next year as you didn't make the playoffs this year. All right, let me go to the next. Let me continue. This, these are Jason words. I also want to thank Team Blake, which is Steven, for recognizing us from the rip, saying we are a dangerous team to play during weeks one through six. All year long, he continued to talk about how good Watch Out Wagner's team was and that some of the other league owners was just getting lucky. There are draft picks. There are trades to be made. There are waiver wires, etc. Just shut up, Steven, and quit calling out league owners and worry about your own expensive team. All right. So, Jason took a shot at Steven. All right. Let me move on. Oh, he said thank you for the question. All right. All right, the next owner that I had the chance to, to um, oh, that was all three owners. Yes, we already, okay. Wait, those was the only three owners um, 
that I had a chance to catch up to this this week. So, um, Muscle Mikko Magnesium, Bryant, no response. Team Blake, no response. Steven, Team Cheatham, no response. Jared, um, Dallas Fountain, Tim, no response. Hickam McRickerberry, no response. Eddie, Debo Stafford, Cook Reese, no response. Young Colling, John John, no response. These are suspects, no response. So, we had nine individual owners who skipped um, the last week's um, media session. All right. Let's get um let's go to the next segment, which is um legendary beehives um mailback questions. And and as always, um you guys, you guys came with it with some great um mailbox mailbox questions. All right. The first mailbox question that I had was um The first mailbox question that I had was reflecting back, do you believe the collar, the collar injury affected your team more than you had anticipated the Hawkins production? All right. So in hindsight, hindsight is, 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 is historically 2020 vision. Yes, in hindsight, um, the Calamari injury um, did affect um, Hawkins' productions um, more than I anticipated. Um, I thought that um, Hawkins was um, quarterback-proof. I thought that he can he can survive whoever was the quarterback, and um, it, it reared his ugly head in the championship game as DeAndre Hawkins had ten targets, one reception, I believe, for four four yards. Yes. I underestimated the value um, that that was going to have on, on Cochran's production, not having Callum Murray. All right. Thank you for the question. All right. The next one. Next question. Now that your season is complete, who is your number one overall pick next season? Um, my overall next pick next season, um, I will have to do some research on that. But again, like I answered before, the guys that pop out top of my head is probably um, Saquon Barkley, um, Nick Chubb, um, Barkley Chubb, Eckler, and Henry, um, and, and McCaffrey. Those five guys pop out um, in my head for um, next year's number one pick. All right, and obviously that number one pick is um, is probably one of the toughest draft 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 picks um, because that the number one pick, um, whoever you pick, um, if he doesn't pop as in pop isn't good um your team has the potential to struggle but it's not the all in all in but potential to struggle all right thank you for the question all right the next question that i had out of the mailbox was um what would you say were the major reasons for watch out wagner being on top in the regular season in the playoffs all right so watch out wagner was not um on top in the regular season as he finished eight and five but he was 10-3. So he wasn't regular season champ, but he was the overall champion. Obviously, he holds more weight than a regular season champion. But what would you say with the, the major reason Watch Out Wagner being on top? I would say the reason why Watch Out Wagner was on top of the Pleasant Championship because, like I've been, which I've been stating um, for the longest, um, drafting players, drafting your draft, I think your draft is over... 50% of, of your success over. So Mahomes, you popped on Mahomes. 
great draft. Jefferson, you popped on Jefferson, great draft. Diggs, you popped on Diggs, even though he had a, he had a, he had a um, pedestrian final game, you still popped on Diggs. Um, Hawkinson, you popped on Hawkinson. Watch out, Waggle. Another one. Um, uh, Michael, I mean Gary. I mean you had you had Michael Pippen and you had Garrett Wilson. So you had Pippen and Wilson combo. You started Pippen early and you came back with Wilson. So those two players, um, you hit you hit hard on that. And then as you mentioned, the McKinnon and the Chargers pickup that you picked up late in the season, those was um those was critical pickups. So the reason for your success, great um, great drafting by Watch Out Wagner. Um, great timely um, waiver wire pickups as you saved your money. And I think you spent roughly $54 to get um, McKinnon. But obviously money well spent. No one had that much money. So you went ahead, you went ahead and got him. And and, I'll, and then also, another running back that you had from the Jets um, that he got hurt. Um, the rookie running back. But outside of that, um, your top your top dogs, your top dogs, they didn't miss any games. So your health was um was it was was a huge premium on your success as well as your drafting and your timely wave right pickups. All right, thank you for the question. All right, the next question um, that I had: um, How do you feel about your coaching um, in the finals? All right, my coaching in the finals. Um, um, I did, I did, I did not coach my A game at all. Um, having the um, Titans defense go against Houston and Jason Prick the Chargers um, got I mean got out coached there obviously and I pegged the Titans defense for weeks and they only gave me five or six um, so that was that wasn't good um, my RB two when um, my RB two when um, when Damian Pierce went down my RB two I picked up a Zach Moss I think he got five five points. So that wasn't a good coaching at all. Um, Hop, Hopkins, it's, it's hard to bench Hop, Hopkins, but he. But the end of the day is, he still got he still got me um, one fantasy point, so that could be scrutinized. So uh, my coaching, I believe, in, uh, my coaching in the, in the finals um, was 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 not my A game. It could have been it could have been um, much much better. All right, thank you for the question. All right. The final mailbag question that I have is reads as follows. Um, how would you rank the 12 owners as far as the best to worst over the last seven seasons or however long people have been involved? Okay. Now. Now, to um, to rank the owners... Um, from best to worst over the last se- seven seasons. To answer that question, um, I would actually need to develop a rubric. Um, a rubric. Um, because I would like for that, um, I would like for it be some type of data behind it. So what would the rubric actually look like? It would look like a something like, um, it'll look, it look at drafting. And then I would have like a point system for drafting. Like um like one through four, one being low, four being high, high, and then it will say waiver wire. That'd be another category, one through four, and then it will say um maybe decision making potentially one through four, 
and then maybe intangibles one through four. And then I will have to give each um, owner a point system grade for the four or five. And then I will have a point and each owner will have a point system. So at some point when I develop a rubric um, and I sit down and, 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 and give it some thoughts, I, then I can grade each owner from um, best to worst with some type of data data behind it. So as far as me to right now to say um, that um, Eddie is better than Tony, um, what? Well, I mean, do I have any data to prove that, or um, or Stephen is um, is better than Jason? Do I have any data to prove that? I mean, I know Jason just won and Stephen just won it, or do I have any data to say um, is Corey um, better than um, Bryant? Having any data to prove that, okay? So I, 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 so that's part of my answer. But I will give you, I will answer the question, but I won't be able to rank them from best to worst. I will just say this: I will say the people who are thinking, if I'm using a scale, so in, in the field of in, in the field of education, um, teachers are evaluated. And they have a scale, beginning, developing, and proficient, okay? That's a scale that we have, that teachers have as educators. When the evaluator comes into your classroom, they're going to um, give you a beginning, beginning, developing, proficient. Now, I will say that Tim, John John, and Jared are at the beginning level. Well, why would you say that? I will say that because they consistently don't make the playoffs. Yes, Jared did, did win this year, but they consistently. Well, you know what? Jared, he did make the playoffs. Um, well, he made it this year and he went made it in. So to put Jared at the beginning again, well, Jared could be probably between beginning and developing. Okay, so let me just put him between that. Okay, so I'm kind of hedging a little bit now. Developing. Um, now as good as Eddie is, as good as he is, he still hasn't, hasn't won. I think he's 0-2 in the finals. Now, Bryant did experience some success this season, but due to health injuries, um, derailed his, um, season and Reese, um, he did win one, but, um, there's some things that Reese probably can do better. So we're going to put Brian, Eddie, and Reese at developing. Okay? And then we're going to put at proficient, um, legendary B-Hobbs, Jason, Steven, Corey, Tony, or Mike. So, but you just said that, how you going to put them at proficient and how you going to, and I put Eddie or Brian or Reese at proficient. Again, um, I know I'm double downing, but again, I need really a, um, a scale to um, categories, but that's, that's what I'm going to say. All right. So once again, I know I'm kind of rambling. Proficient, Ledger, Behab, Jason, Stephen, Corey, Tony, Mike, developing Brian, Eddie, Reese, beginning, Tim, John, John, and Jared's between beginning and developing. All right. Thank you for the question. All right. The next segment is the um, championship game um, analysis um, round three. Let's take um, let's take a close um, look at that. Um, once again, um, 
Watch out, Wagner won 136 to um, 119.5. But before we get to that, let me just um, let before we get to the championship um, analysis, let's read off the final scores of the other games. Cool Hand Lock won a third place game, 134.5 over Team Cheetah, 109.5. And in the Constellation bracket, slash Losers bracket, Team Blake had 66.5. Muscle McManus had 91.5. The Usual Suspects had 120. Um, D-Bus Alvin Cook had 125.5. Hickam and Rickberry had 106. Murphy's Law had 98.5. Young Conley had 118. Adams Fountain had 127. All right. The championship game. Was won once again by Watch Out Wagner, one thirty-six to one nineteen point five. Um, as it was as it was mentioned in the um, and one of the owners mentioned that that this game actually um, it went down to the um, to the Monday Night Football game. It went down to the wire. Um, a lot of ebb and flow. At one point, Watch Out Wagner was um, beating Legendary Beehives pretty handily. When Justin Jefferson had to put a 31 up, and Hawkinson put up 35, and then C.D. Lamb came back with the 34, so he was kind of going going back and forth, and um, also also performances for um, Watch Out Wagner Mahomes had 26, but the biggest difference of the matchup was the Chargers defense had 20, and Legend Beehive defense Tennessee Titans had 5.5, differential 14.5, um, Hopkins had one, which which really hurt Legendary Beehives. And then um, Gary Wilson had five, Diggs had four, and it was again it was Hawkinson in the charter defense, and McKinnon ch- chipped in twelve. And then for Legendary B. Hobbs, he had um, Josh Allen had twenty six. All right, so once again, that just the um, little breakdown of the scoring. Um, Jason got it done with his key players, and Legendary B. Hobbs players came up short. Um, came up short. All right, so congratulations. Um, to um, watch out Wagner being the um, 2022 um, crew 153 um, um, I don't have the individual. I'm, I don't have the individual years that they wanted. Um, I will share the individual years um, next season um, in the first podcast. But the championship count we have: Legendary B. Hobbs. He has two championships. Watch out, Wagner has one. Um, Reese has one. Team Blake. Stephen has one. Um, Mike has one. Um, Team Jared. He has one. And Tayshawn has one. All right. So the league has been um, has been in existence for eight years, and we have um, we had seven different seven different champions. So we got um, six people with one and one person um, with two. All right, that ends that segment of the championship totals. Um, my last thing, my final thoughts. My final thoughts. Um, I believe that the um, the, the crew 153 league, I, th- I think it's um I think it's kind of top heavy right now. What I mean by top heavy, 
I think that we got we got some um, some teams that historically um, do well, draft well, make good get waiver wire pickups, and then we got some teams that just just consistently um, stay at the bottom, um, draft bad, and make quite poor waiver wire decisions. Um, this is what I'm going to propose. Um, and I don't have to call out any individual owners. Um, they know who they are. If you're not committed to winning a championship, why be in the league? I said again, if you're not committed to winning the championship, why you why be in the league? And being committed to being the championship, you gotta you gotta do some research to draft better. You gotta be more active on the on the waiver wire. You gotta set your lineups weekly. You gotta put some thought. You gotta know the players, know the teams. You, you, you gotta you gotta do better because every week it seems like it's the same people um, fighting for the same players on the wire. And then at some point, once the season gets gets to like week seven or eight, we have the same teams with with these multiple game losing streaks, like losing three in a row, four in a row, five in a row, and this happens consistently. There's no way that a, a team in fantasy football should be consistently losing year after year, four, five, six, seven games in a row, finishing um, like consistently like what? Um, we play t- 12 games. Well, we play 13 games, consistently finishing what? Four and nine, um, five and eight. I mean, I know that some years you you want to have a down year, but 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 for peace sake. If, if you continue to have him down league, just do everybody a favor and then just 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 leave the league because so we can have more competent players and more competition so it won't be top heavy. I want the league to be like the SEC. I want I wanted the SEC football. I wanted to be like every single Saturday, every Sunday that I know that when I lace them up, it's mono and mono, my brain against your brain, opposed to people rolling out certain teams. It's like, oh my, oh my God. Oh my! You really, you really drafted that. You really rolling that out. I mean, every now and then, um, you might hit a half court shot and, and, and get a win. But, but you got to keep. We got to keep taking. We got to stop people from quit. But depending on half court shot, we need people who gonna get layups. Layups means your teams and your rosters are better. All right. Um. I think that um. Every every owner. Um, that's gonna be a part of the league next year. When you get some, when you get some spare time, jot, jot down some um, potential um, um, changes um, in the league, change the far as changes, far as scoring or whatever, so we can um, so we can make the league better. And I think that we should vote on um, potential um, changes. All right. So another year in the books of fantasy football. Another year of um, just straight. This uh, September, October, November. Another year of four months of just um, dedicated to um, dedicated to just um, you know to, to trying to you know fulfill a roster. Um, just dedicated to trying to provide um, some some type of good um, podcast. But I say this: the my, my podcast is only as good as each individual owner's um, taking the time out to um, thoroughly. Um, answer the questions and give it some thought and some timely matters. And those those owners 
who consistently um, gave me thought out um, answers and, and, and put some time into them. I really appreciate it because um, you guys make the, you guys are, are, are just, you guys are important um, for the podcast. Those individuals who was no shows consistently throughout the season. Um, if you're coming back to the league, just um, just take some time out um, and, and answer the questions so we can have more material. All right. Again, congratulations um, to the 2022 um, fantasy football champion. Watch out, Wackle is Jason. Um, he joined um, an elite group of, um, of fantasy football champions. All right. That's all I have. It's Legendary B-Hobbs. Sign off the Crew 153 Fantasy Football Podcast.